What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB with a course breakdown here for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am 2024, sponsored by our friends at Bet the Number. We're going to share my screen here in just a second, show you the golf course and what Bet the Number says about what it takes to get it done at Pebble Beach. And we're going to open up the uh, the early custom model that Bet the Number has put together themselves. Now, this is Friday, or sorry, Saturday, right after the Farmers has, has ended. We have most of the of the field loaded, but there are some guys that just got in, like Matthew Pavon, the winner of the Farmers Insurance, who is not yet in the field on Bet the Number. But I'm going to share my screen and show you that in just a second. Let's go over some basics, because there are some changes this year for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. It is an 80-man, no-cut signature event, and they have eliminated the third course in the rotation, Monterey Peninsula. Thank you, God. I mean, I'm... I, Multi-course rotations in general I hate, but when you have three of them, it just makes it even worse. Monterey Peninsula, not a great course anyway. So it's Pebble Beach and it's Spyglass Hill for rounds one and two. And then whoever makes uh, – actually, there is no cut. Remember, remember, no cut. Everybody else is going to play. All the pros are going to play on the weekend at Pebble Beach. So three rounds at Pebble Beach, one round at Spyglass Hill. The amateurs are all athletes only, so no more – Ray Romano and Larry the Cable Guy showing you his pit hair and plucking some out and giving it to a little kid or something. Like, none of that. That's dumb. So it's just athletes for the first two days. Then they're all out of here, and it's the 80 best players uh, that have qualified for the event on the weekend at Pebble Beach. And in years past, Pebble Beach has been the, the spot that everybody loves to watch, and it's the spot with the shot link data. So it's just, I'm glad. I'm actually really glad this is going to be good, okay? So other than that, I, I, I don't think there's much to know. Obviously, um, you know, we, we know a lot about Pebble. We've seen Pebble Beach over the years. We, we're all quite familiar. Par 72, one of the shortest courses, if not the shortest course on the PGA Tour, especially at a par 72 number, just under 7,000 yards. Uh, you got POA greens. You got fairly forgivable fairways, wider fairways, um, and the greens are probably the smallest on the PGA Tour. Spyglass Hill, not much different. Also a par 72, a little over 7,000 yards. Poa Greens, and again, small, uh, or sorry, small Poa Greens. Outside of the U.S. Open, pretty easy course. First two rounds, you obviously have the amateurs playing. It's a little easier on those first two rounds. They're probably going to toughen it up on Saturday and Sunday, so keep that in mind for props or scoring or showdown, stuff like that. I, I do think it's pretty clear every year in recent history that Pebble has played um, easier than Spyglass Hill. So if you're doing showdown stuff, Spyglass Hill is an interesting way to go about it. I mean, you know, just like the farmers, you were much better having guys all on the north course and um, and just getting different with different players on that north course than you were trying to figure out who was going to play awesome on south. And I think the same thing applies here. I mean, Pebble Beach is scorable, scorable but Spy – or sorry, yes, but Spyglass is tougher. So if you're thinking about – what to do? Um, I think that's what you. I think that's what you need to do. Spyglass is just a little more difficult, and in the wind, you would also prefer to be on Spyglass. That's a key here. Check the weather. And so far, it looks like there could be some breezy conditions, some windy conditions here on the coast where Pebble is, where Pebble sits. And Pebble is more exposed. It's all right there on the ocean. Spyglass Hill is uh, is is a little protected outside of maybe the first five holes or so. We've talked to a number of players over the years that have played this course, and this is one of those courses where if it's a windy day, they'd rather be on Spyglass. Um, even though at times it can it can be tougher to predict where the wind is coming from, they'd rather be on Spyglass. This is something I want to I want to read a quote because course experience I think can go a long way. Listen to uh, this quote from Patrick Cantlay. The ball goes considerably shorter this week, and then the wind. If it's into you, it goes even shorter. 
Thank you, Patrick. Uh, I feel like the wind affects the ball even more here for two reasons. It's actually going shorter, and you can put the same amount of force into the ball, and it doesn't go as far. Then second, it's so cold, it's hard to move your body as fast or as big as your swing, as big as you want to make your swing, so you're putting less force into the ball. I would say especially with the greens being soft, you hit low shots, so there's no really there's there's really no advantage to trying to step on an 8-iron and get the most out of it. You're better off hitting a 3-quarter 7. For example, if I'm on the East Coast and it's a summer, Cantley says I can hit a 7-iron 185 to 190. I had a seven iron from 157 yards today in a practice round at Spyglass. So it's a considerable difference. So weather, the microclimate that is Pebble Beach, uh, usually cool mornings, heavy air, possible wind, all those things factor into uh, you know this, this golf course. So with wind projected, I don't know that we should be firing early on a whole lot of outrights. You may want to save some units. We'll see come Monday how how those things uh, how those things look. But I I think that's typically Something you got to keep an eye on at uh, at Pebble Beach. All right, so let's get into the golf course. I'm going to share my screen. We're going to look at the course first, and then we'll get into the model after the fact. Um, you got some basic stats here up top. Now, I had the last five years selected, 2023 through 2019. So this is an average of those five years. Um, and typically, off the tee, like I said, it's generous fairways on both courses, kind of has some forced layup spots and tough to gain an edge off the tee at Pebble Beach. I'll show you that in a second. Bombers do tend to club down uh, to be in the fairway so they can attack these small greens with full control, distance control, spin control from the fairway. Plenty of short par fours and short par fives, even for the average hitters on the tour. And it's hard to find trouble here unless you are just way off, like ocean off. Driving stats, uh, tough, to, uh, tough to find meaning in a lot of driving stats. Now, in the last five years, uh, fairways hit percentage is way up on tour average. That's because a lot of guys clubbing down. But you notice the greener reg percentage is about average uh, and maybe at times lower than that. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, from a scoring standpoint, it's pretty average on the PGA Tour in terms of bogeys, birdies, par three, par four, and par five scoring. But look at this. Like, look at the if – I, if I have the winners selected here on bet the number, um, la last five winners, you can see, like, very difficult to even gain strokes off the tee and not even necessary, really. If I expand that out to the top five, same thing. I mean, just not a lot of, of dark, no dark green in this area and, and a few mint green. If I go to top 10, you know, we have a dark green spot with Kevin Yu last year as a T7, uh, but plenty of red and pink guys that just can't do, you know, it's, it is tough to separate yourself. Um, obviously, I, I like to look at this too. Let's go to this course breakdown section and look at the driving card here. Not a bomber's paradise. So this is uh, some back-end calculations based on radar data. Uh, over the last five years and over every tee shot hit on par fours and par fives, bet the number is calculating what percentage of the time players are pulling driver. It's obviously a low percentage, therefore not really a bomber's paradise. The strokes gained per round for the bomb opportunity and lost is uh, a lot more narrow than it was, for example, last week at the Farmers with Torrey Pines. So, you know, it, it goes to it goes to show, again, not a driver's, not, not a bomber's paradise, hard to separate yourself off the tee. As we talk about approach, Typically, these are the smallest greens on the PGA Tour. There, um, and, and then your key shots, like let me let's let's look at this. So, um, let's look at approach play. Look at look at the pink or sorry, look at the dark green approach numbers here. In out of all the players who finished in the top ten over the last five years, it is a ton, um, ton of good approach play. Now, if we look at the approach distribution and the breakdown here. You see, obviously, way more shots from the fairway. So that's something that's going to factor into the custom model, both from BTN uh, and the, the back-end um, 
calculating that they do to come up with their model, but also for my own personal model, this is something to pay attention to. Look at the high percentage of shots, approach shots that come from the fairway here. And obviously it's because guys are doing whatever they can to play from the fairway into these small greens. Not a lot from the rough and very little from the bunker or other. Um, so, and then in terms of buckets, you know, it's a lot, it is a lot of wedge shots into this 50 and 125 category and even some wedge shots here into the 126 to 175 range. But you still have a fair amount of these longer, longer um, buckets, and that, a lot of that's approach play on on the on the par five. So you still have four par fives on each one of these golf courses. You're going to have plenty of par five opportunities. That that is a way to separate yourself. In fact, um, you know shots on five, six, eight, nine, twelve, and seventeen. Those are going to be approach shots where you're going to have one seventy five, one eighty to two twenty five or so. That is a way you can separate yourself. It's not just wedges. Don't let people tell you that it's just wedges. It's actually, it is not just wedges. Uh, by the way, I, I do want to stop here for a second. Shout out our friends at BTN. If you do not already have a Bet the Number account, the site is already popping off. So many of you have already gotten in there. You've canceled your Fantasy National memberships. We totally, that, that's what we think you need to do, you should do. Fantasy National sold years ago, and it just hasn't been the same. The, the site is deteriorated. The people they sold to, don't just do golf. So golf gets put on the on the back burner like most companies do. And the site just hasn't done what it used to do. And so it's time to move on and bet the number is coming in to fill that gap. The custom model is as custom as any model I can see. Now, do they have frivolous, dumb stats that you don't need and are not predictive? No, they don't. So the people behind the scenes making those decisions are people with tons of experience on the PGA Tour from a statistical analysis standpoint, analyzing golf courses and golfers for some of the top players in the world. So the stats that you see on Bet the Number are the ones they think are critical. The ones that are not on Bet the Number are not on there for a reason. So the custom model page is what I'm going to show you here in a minute. The course page is what I just walked you through. There's more on Bet the Number. I did a full uh, walkthrough and demos on the Tour Junkies play, uh, YouTube channel. You can look at that playlist for Bet the Number, although they've already improved the site so much that you're looking at things today when I share my screen that were not on the original demo that I did. And the site's only been live for four weeks. Launched January 1st, 2024, and already some big improvements. So uh, if you use code TJ when you sign up at checkout, you get $5 off the monthly and $50 off the annual membership. There's a link in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video where you can click the QR code right here on the screen. All right, let's uh, let's go back to let's go back to the golf course and wrap this up. Um, from a from an approach play stamp or sorry around the green standpoint it's a pretty easy course to chip on around the green if you're not in the bunker if you're in the short grass or the rough which there all there is also a lot more chipping from the rough i'll show you that in a minute then it's not it's not super challenging uh, the bunkers can can put players to the test so again let's go back over here to our top 10 players in the last five years and look at this stroke gain around the green category and just see, you know, there's not as much green as they're in an approach and putting. There's plenty of red numbers, but it, it, you know, more green than you would say off the tee. I mean, really, there's more mint green, more dark green in this around the green area than there is off the tee. Some of that is probably going to be weather dependent. If the weather is worse, this is going to be a bigger factor. So factor that into your models as we start to look at weather. But down here on the bottom left, look at the uh, the grass distribution here. So strokes from the fairway, not very many, only about, uh, what's that, 1.6 strokes per round, shots per round from short grass uh, and in that around the green yardage bucket. From the rough, though, 
you know, it's two point, that's three point one, three point six. So more than double the shots from the rough around the green. And then you've got uh, even more so than the fairway, you've got these bunker shots right at probably two point, you know, two point three shots per round from the bunker. So something to pay attention to there. Again, weighting that kind of those kind of things in your model and on bet the number, you can specify chipping from which grass surface and grass type. You can do that on Bet the Number. I don't know many places you can't. In terms of difficulty, I will say as you start to look at these, um, the the bunker play is is a little more difficult than PGA Tour average, but not by much. The rough, the the chipping from the rough is basically PGA Tour average as is fairway. So in terms of difficulty, you know, it, it, I guess it's not that much different from the bunkers, but you are going to have more probably more bunker shots and b- more bunker opportunities to get up and down that you're going to need to do. So. That pretty much takes care of it. I mean, you know, when it comes to putting, it's um, it's POA. You got to like POA. You got to be able to embrace the POA. You don't have a ton of lag putts because you have these smaller green surfaces. So if if you're putting, you probably don't have a whole lot of lag. It's That's nice. Um, and if the wind is down and the, and the green regulation percentage goes up, it can turn into a putting contest. It certainly can. These are some of the hardest greens within six feet to putt on on the PGA Tour. Um, it, they're just – they're – the POA, the POA, the POA. That's that's what tends to happen. All right, let's open up the model, um, and we will we will button this up. All right, let's see what they've done. So first thing I like to do now, actually, even since I've done my last course breakdown video, they've added these recent form and course history views. You could always view recent form and course history just by clicking on a player's name, and it would load their last five tournaments and their last five uh, finishes at this event if they played five. And that was something easy you could see. But now they've added it over here to the right in the columns, if you like. And all you got to do is check these little sliders, and it'll show up. So they've already added that. You can also favorite players. The the favorites uh, also carry over to your model. You can favorite a player from the player profile page, if you like. Super nice feature there. I haven't started favoriting anybody yet because I haven't really dug in yet. But let's take a look at the bet the number model currently. Let's take a look at the inputs. So... Um, let's see, let me go back to, all right. So the global filter for rounds here is 40 rounds. That's what they've specified. It's usually the standard for, for those folks. So 40 rounds in the background, unless otherwise stated in the filter. So right off the bat, strokes gain off the tee per round versus the field, 15%. I could see myself maybe lowering that a little bit, just because again, tough to distance yourself in this field being off the tee. You can't be terrible off the tee, but tough to do it. Um, I might drop that a little bit. We'll see. Approach the green per round versus the field. This is just standard approach. No no additional filtering applied. More approach stats coming here soon. That's 15%. Strokes gain around the green, 15% weight. This is recent, and it's filtered. It looks like it's filtered to, let's see, uh, how have they filtered this? Might be, uh, no, not through that. Looks like the specific courses. So Torrey Pines South. Silverado, another West Coast spot. Torrey Pines South is probably U.S. Open and then Standard. TPC Deer Run, Twin Cities, River Highlands, Detroit Golf Club. Interesting. Um, Hamilton Golf and Country Club. So Riviera and then, of course, Pebble Beach. Uh, Le Golf National. That's interesting. So some interesting uh, Glen Abbey, some interesting filters here. I'll have to find out from the folks why it is they did that, but that's it's interesting. Strokes game putting per round, last 16 rounds, filtered to POA, probably West Coast POA or uh, maybe a maybe a couple 
random courses thrown in there as well. It, and and obviously they labeled that one putt poa. So we know that those are those are probably West Coast POA stuff. Another approach to the green, 15% here. Now, this is between 90 and 130 yards. I love this. This is a, an ability that that the custom model bet the number has that I don't see many other, if any other websites have, where per shot versus the baseline approaching the green, you can get this specific and lie specific. So a minimum of 90 yards, maximum to 130 from the T in the event it's a par three and from the fairway for approach. Love that feature. Here's more approach to the green data, 15% weight. And this is that other bucket I was telling you about, 175 to 225. And again, that's off the tee and from the fairway. More putting stats per shot versus baseline. Now, this is this is between five feet and 15 feet. Probably, again, filter to some POA courses there. So specifically hitting that range. And then another approach to the green stat into small greens filtered to four specific courses with a 5% weight. So that's the total weight. You can see if you add up all the approach stats, which is right here, you've got like strokes gain approach in general. You've got the approach between 90 and 130, 175 and 225, and then into small greens. You're pushing almost 50% of the weight in the model is going towards approach play and also a fair amount going towards putting on POA and in those certain distances on those certain golf courses. So um, interesting stuff there from the folks behind the scenes about the number. Let's uh, let's just kind of peruse here. You should have a roughly 80 players, probably less than 80 because we don't have all the field uh, turned in yet. As you should know, all the data, including the players, the statistics, the field, everything is sent to us at Bet the Number straight through from the PGA Tour automatically. So as the PGA Tour updates, Bet the Number site automatically updates the fastest updating you can have. Um, so once Pavon and these other folks that may have qualified get added into the field, you'll see them on Bet the Number. Scotty Scheffler, no surprise, is your number one ranked player. Scotty doesn't find himself playing Pebble Beach, apparently. Neither does Colin Morikawa, which is interesting to me. Very strange that Colin Morikawa would not play, would not choose to play Pebble Beach. Maybe it's a pro-am thing. I do think that's a that's something different this year. I think, <clears throat> I think with only you know cutting out an additional golf course and an additional six-hour round with amateurs and having to put up with Ray Romano and Larry the Cable Guy or Larry the Cucumber or whoever he was, having to put up with that it probably makes – like not having to deal with that probably makes this a lot different. And I think the pairing them with athletes is super smart because athletes understand these guys are at work. These guys are athletes. They're, they're, they need you to move it on, right? So these athletes are probably, A, better, better golfers, and B, understand better – that that you know you are literally with them while they're working so like pick up the pace keep up let's go and so i i do think these guys that typically avoid pebble beach are probably going to enjoy this place more as a result of the new format and with less golfers you obviously are going to have shorter rounds you're not going to it's not going to take six hours to get through but you know especially morikawa like given his iron play his affinity for west coast golf and all that like i'm shocked that he He's not been here more often. He did miss the cut last week. The Farmers pissed off a lot of people. We'll see what happens with him. Um, Cantlay, obviously, is Mr. California, but he has looked very lackluster in 2024. We'll see what happens with him. He can't – I mean, he's not, he's not really – he doesn't look like his former self. I mean, he's – yeah, it's just weird. Svensson has popped in every freaking model everywhere all year uh, and just continues to disappoint. So, I mean, I guess. I mean, T30 at the – just missed cut at the Farmers, you know. Sahith, another Cali boy, struggled um, struggled at the Farmers, struggled at the Sony. 
Uh, hasn't really done much here either. I, you know, I don't know. I guess Sahith's going to club down. It'll be interesting to see Sahith play this place because he definitely can't hit fairways with his driver. So he's going to have to lay off. He, he, he's going to have to lay off. This is where, like, some of your stupid, accurate drivers of the golf ball can still hit driver, whereas other guys will be laying back a little more. Like a guy like like Joel Damon, when he's hot, when he's when he's playing well, like he hits he can hit driver everywhere when he's feeling it. And it can go, you know, he can hit it 290, 295 in the fairway up a Nat's ass every time. Whereas Sahith might club down to like a two iron and hit it like 265 just to be in the fairway. So it, it you know, I guess that's that strokes gain off the tee metric is interesting, especially if you really zero in on the guys that are gaining a lot of those strokes by being stupid accurate. Uh, Ryder popped in a lot of models last week for the Farmers and definitely disappointed with his miscut. Lucas Glover's back. Hadn't seen Glover since the Sony. Postman, JT Poston, not not played here, at least not in the last five years. That's, um, I mean, he's he's been hot. He's super hot right now. So interesting to see what, what JT could do. What has he done here in the past? He struggled putting on the POA. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have a whole lot of problems with it, I guess at the, uh, well, no, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, JT doesn't like Poa, that's for sure. Brendan Todd, runner up here last year. Um, uh, he's back. Let's see any surprises. Keith Mitchell, boy, he pissed me off at the farmers. Oh man. Oh man. Keith, he pissed me off really bad. Denny's back. He withdrew from the MX. He was in the MX. He withdrew. I don't think, I just don't think you want anything to do with it. T4, T12, last two years here at Pebble. Interesting spot for Denny. Eric Cole coming off his first miscut in a long time at the Farmers. Uh, T15 here last year, right before he got to the Honda and, and, and almost, almost won, almost took down Chris Kirk in the playoff. Uh, Cole struggles off the tee, right? He's going to have to – he can't hit driver in the fairway. He's going to have to lay back, and he's not one of the longest hitters in the world either. So I, I could see this place being tough for him off the tee. Uh, Kirk is interesting to me, as good as he's been hitting it. Connors, uh, look at the a lot of guys here that you know. We're going to see Rory this week, who just won in Dubai. Rory's made a point not to come here. Justin Thomas hasn't come here in a long time either. He had a great, great start to the year at the MX. Um, Harris English, let's see, Hoagie past champion here. Not, not off to the best start this year. I guess T17 at the MX. Hideki looked good. Hideki's not been here. In a long time. Kevin Yu's been hot, huh? T3 and T6 last two weeks. Now, he's a bomber. Absolute bomber. And he missed cut at the Sony. You know, not not necessarily built for bombers there. Russell Henley's appealing. Uh, JJ Spawn. Jesus, JJ Spawn. Ben On's back. Uh, who else? Ricky. I don't know. Ludwig, probably not the greatest spot for Ludwig. T9 at the Farmers this week. Couldn't putt. Uh, Keegan disappointed. Not a whole, a lot of guys here that we don't see here all the time. Um, Hoygaard coming off the runner up. This is probably not the greatest spot for him. Hatton with the live rumors circling. Uh, Cam Young lost to Rory in Dubai. Probably not a great spot for him. We're going to see Victor T13 here last year for Vic. Tom Kim feels like a great Tom Kim course. The POA is the ultimate factor, though. Like if these guys aren't comfortable putting on POA, you forget it. Um, Let's look at the bottom of the model here. Mackenzie Hughes not rating out well at all, which when does he ever? Mav McNeely being at the bottom. Now, this is probably has a lot to do with his, um, you know, with the injury stuff counting for a lot of these rounds. 
not off to the hottest start this year. His best finish so far in 2024 through three events was the Farmers finished T37. I think he had a rough round four. He hit a bird with his driver off, off the tee. Uh, but Pebble is his favorite place in the world. I mean, he grew up Cypress Point kid. He loves Pebble. That'll be an interesting one. Taylor Montgomery down here at the bottom. Probably losing a lot because it's this is an approach contest, right? So let's let's we got to make sure Taylor's irons are dialed. Um, Kurt K doesn't seem like a great fit for him either. Grillo's interesting. Had a couple of good finishes here, or not here, but in in the last couple of a uh, couple of weeks on the PJ Tour. Weber, Detry, Cooch, Cooch doesn't play very well here in the last five at least. Taylor Moore, he seems to like this place, but he doesn't seem like he's the same person. Sebez is interesting. Like Tory, so he comes off the runner-up at the Amex, um, loses to Nick Dunlap, misses the cut at Tory, but like Tory's not built for him. T14 here last year, Sebez gained almost four shots putting. That's an interesting spot. Matt Fitzpatrick's going to make an appearance since the Sony. First time seeing Adam Scott on the PGA Tour in 2024. He's coming. Jordan Spieth back since his T3 at the Century, and he has an immense record here at Pebble Beach. At the Century, I mean, he gained strokes, approach, around the green and putting. Like, that's fantastic. And look at the approach play for Jordan at Pebble Beach. Like, he just knows where to hit it off the tee and how to control his distance, how to, how to control spin and go from there. Jordan's going to be an interesting one. If he's not popping in models, maybe he's not as popular, but uh, although the course history usually drives a lot of, a lot of popularity in DFS. Um, Davis Riley, I think, won a junior am or something at Pebble Beach, but hasn't done much as a pro here. Um, Peter Malnati, uh, nerdy Malnati. Nick Taylor, past champion, really good record here. T7 at the Sony a couple weeks ago. I, don't, I think that's an interesting spot. We're going to see Tommy Ladd for the first time since the century. Xander's going to keep doing Xander things um, and not winning. Grayson Murray's going to make an appearance. Uh, who else? Brian Harmon, this should be a great spot for Brian Harmon. That hasn't really done much, though, here in the last couple. Wyndham Clark, another live-rumored player. Bo Hostler, my boy Bo, starting to do some nice things. Look at him, T11, T3 here the last couple years. I like that. And that's that's all short game, too, baby. It's all short game. Mark Hubbard, who I think hit it really, really well at uh, at the Farmers. We are not we don't have the stroke game data loaded in yet, but we will soon. Hit it really well at the Farmers for, on the way to a T20 finish. Be an interesting spot for him. Um, Siwoo's another one. Like Siwoo can, um, he can gain some strokes off the tee being accurate with the driver. You know, he likes to be aggressive. That's that could hurt him, but yeah. Um, Stefan Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger. What can we say about Jaeger? Uh, all right. I think that about does it for Pebble Beach. Obviously, we'll have the shows this week. All the regular content coming at you for the ATT Pebble Beach Pro. I hope you enjoyed the show. Give it a like, comment. Um, Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That would be greatly appreciated. And check out our friends at Bet the Number. All right, DB here. Make your screens be green and bend over your bookies. See you.